0: Welcome to Leader Spotlight. On this podcast, we bring you the stories of leaders, their personal journeys, and put a spotlight on the inspiring things they are doing in their organizations. Hello, everyone. I'm Annette Klozowski, your host. I'm an executive coach, a speaker, a peer advisory board leader, a sports junkie, and really kind of all things health and fitness, of course, and a dog lover. So if you've listened to us for very long, you know that I am an animal lover. And I also have the privilege of working alongside my co-host and producer, Annie Brown. Annie is a marketing and social media guru and all things creative. And I used to say clever, but it's cool. All things creative, (laughs) cool, Annie. How are you,
1: oh, man? I love the the adjective evolution just keeps getting better, and I am here for it. Also, puts a lot of pressure on me now. I've got to be I've got to be cool, but I yeah. try to keep yeah. up with the trends on social media. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing very good. It's a lovely day here, and I'm all about women entrepreneurs. So I know we are talking about women entrepreneurs with Ari Hori today, um, and I just want to give a shout out to our Women's Executive Board Entrepreneur Group that launched. Yay. Uh, we had an incredible session last month. And yeah, I'm just so excited to work with the women in this group. That was a that was a really fun and exciting session we had.
0: Yeah, the great energy. We have women from South Africa, Ghana, Germany, I mean, all over the US. And so um, that was a fun group, a very fun yeah. group. So if you're listening... And you're an entrepreneur. We <laughs> have executive groups for you now. And we also, um, I know you're going to talk a little bit about just the executive boards that we offer.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, Women's Executive Board has always been doing these um, groups. And as we mentioned before, we started doing uh, the virtual groups, which are facilitated by Annette. But now we actually have uh, virtual groups for executive and entrepreneurs. So, no matter where you are in the world, if you are um, at a small startup or you know, executive at a large uh, corporation, we have resources for you and are excited to support you. And I can say from experience that uh, being part of these groups can be truly life and career changing. So, if you want to learn more, make sure to visit ExecutiveBoard.online. And I'll have that link also on the Leader's Spotlight resources page.
0: Today we have Ari Hori with us. She is CEO founder of Silicon Valley-based Women's Startup Lab. She works tirelessly to change the landscape of Silicon Valley by creating opportunities for female startup founders to accelerate their path of success. And I am somebody that knows very well firsthand what that's like because I've been to the startup lab and worked with Ari. Um, She has numerous awards. She's been in numerous publications. She was named the CNN 10 Visionary Women, 40 Over 40 Women to Watch, Influential Women by Silicon Valley Business Journal, and then 20 Women Changing Ratio, the Marie Claire. And I could go on and on and on, but Ari, welcome to Leader Spotlight. (laughs) Thank you for having me today. Very excited! I know we're going to talk about a program that you're behind, Wise Twenty Four. But before we do that, I want to start with just your story because I think you began at IBM, if I remember correctly. Um, kind of, how did you end up being such a force in Silicon Valley? Kind of walk us wow. through that story. Such
2: a long time, but uh, yes. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Japan, and uh, one. Summer, I realized I need to kind of seek out the world. So I had an opportunity to come to the United States and California. And after graduating university, um, I got hired at IBM, and it was a great company. Taught me a lot of things that I actually uh, even nowadays go back to all the learning that I had from IBM. However, being young, I thought. <laughs> My hands were tied to do a lot of activity or creativity because, you know, big corporations kind of works like that. So um, after a couple of years, I said, I want to be out there and learning a lot of new things and being hands on. And so I left and I started working for a number of a startup, uh, well-funded startup here in the Valley. And uh, I think that was just really eye opening to how fast things move. And how people were so creative at solving a problem in the way that I never seen when I was at IBM. We just, yeah, I'm sure IBM does that, but I, I was just right there when things are happening. And so after going through a number of startups, you know, it really gave me a taste of um, being a part of the change. And I think that's uh, kind of stuck with me and I never really went back to big corporate.
0: That's really yeah. interesting. So what what was the pivotal point for you to focus on female kind of tech founders?
2: I worked with a number of startup companies that are really changing the world through uh, great services, enabling people's capacity to do things much faster and efficiently. Um, and so I was a part of that movement. Yet one day I decided to uh step back and and put a little bit more effort or my time uh, raising my two younger children. Um, And when I did that, I was shocked how the rest of the world, even in Silicon Valley, so many things were so low tech, I just couldn't believe as mom. I mean, I was just on and on, just building amazing technology with those Silicon Valley company. And I'm at the same place and the same smart people, yet when I dove into those parenting jobs, schooling, children's education, it was so primitive that I just could not believe. And to the point, I I just couldn't deal with it. I was fainting over the paperwork that I have to field out manually. I'm thinking I never held the pen so long. And now I'm holding a pen all the time, <laughs> <laughs> manually writing stuff. So that was a, a moment um, that made me think, like, why would this have been even happening? It's There's just no lack of a talent, no lack of a technology. And that's where I start think, oh, my gosh, women have asked for it. But some of the sector where women are prominent, their needs are not met. And what are we going to do about that? Um, we also, uh, I also experienced my mom being a cancer patient for five years as she lost a battle and passed away. And during those time too, that technology wasn't there, that we're often uh, dealing with phone calls and memos to facilitate communication among many uh, doctors and nurses trying to help my mom but it was so many ways it was manual and uh, and how uh, patient care to the caregiver's care wasn't looked after and with the technology i knew we can be a lot more connected the right information should be right there then for them And creating a support structure in a way that it would be helpful in in a time of such a stress on everybody in the family member. And so uh, also not only the early stage, uh, you know, childhood, uh, family care, to also look at what happened after all of us, after 60, you know, retirement, then what, right? Is there technology there? Are we going to be isolated? Are we going to be manually looking for stuff because technology is not there to really help our life? Uh, to be uh, in full potential. So those are the moment I realized, wow, we, technology is there, but it's really not there. And it, why is it? Is it because the women are the primary um, care, uh, primary audience for that industry and it's just not there? So those are the questions that came up.
0: Okay. And then and is that when the Women's Startup Lab kind of surfaced for you? Yeah, I started my own startup
2: uh, back in two thousand. Eleven or so, and uh, along the way, trying to get my educate company going, I start seeing a number of women's idea were completely just snuffed off, just saying, Huh, it's not a good enough, or what are you talking about when I knew that was a huge need, huge market, and I literally see some of the investors said to some other entrepreneur who are providing uh, service for the family or children, and they will literally say, is that a big enough market? And it's just mind-blowing when you see that sort of stuff. Not once, but, you know, so often. And so that's where I say, well, I didn't know a whole issue in the industry at that time. I just didn't want to see any more women giving up because the majority of industry supporter just didn't get the life that we uh, pursue or need that we seize and uh, society that's waiting for the innovation, that women were the voice for them. And when I saw one of the women who just gave up and walked away, and I didn't say anything to her that day, I expected her to come back again next day for the hackathon. To wanted her to know that her idea really have opportunity and I didn't and next day she never came back. And I, that moment I said, I can't see any more women giving up and walk away. We need to have our own support structure. Um, And since then it's been seven years starting a women's startup lab. And good news is there's so many other amazing women's group is rising. And continue to uh, come together. Um, So I think we have made a a major progress, but those were the moment I said uh, I might not necessarily be the right person. I could be the right person, but it's gotta be better than this. (laughs) That's what I said (laughs) about seven years ago.
0: Well, I have been through the Women's Startup Lab, so I'm a graduate, and so I firsthand have seen just the connections and the people you brought to us to speak life into us, to guide us, um, beat us up, you know, make us better. Um, and how you push us. It was incredible. I mean, the experience really was incredible because you not only do you have a wealth of knowledge, but just the people you put in the room was, uh, unlike anything I'd ever seen. Thank you. And,
2: you know, if I, um, thought that it was the greatest thing in the whole world, maybe I wouldn't have brought those people. But <laughs> 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 one of the things was, wow, we have amazing people around us. And I think I've been here in the United States all by myself. I left my, I left my home in Japan when I was 17. So I have been alone figuring out how to live and survive. And in part of it, I had a tremendous support from people here in the United States and and many people, the different backgrounds, step in and created opportunity and show me the way in a way that I never imagined. And because of that, I always had this belief that people have so much more to give than you ever imagined. And you just need to ask for it. And if their passion and my passion or our entrepreneur passion align with those amazing people, and they're just the people too, they might be successful, big name. At the end of the day, they operate just like us. So their passion are connected with what we do. We enable their passion to the fullest because they also want to see their daughter growing up, knowing that they can do anything. And then we can make that happen for them. And so, you know, I, I had an opportunity through my life experience, I had a tool to bring the people together based on the passion. And not only for amazing women came together and helped women start up lab all those a year, um, but also many influencer uh, rose and said, yeah, I know this is important. I would like to come in and help. And so we often have a more visor than we can ever accept, and the people are quite generous. And so I'm glad that you had that opportunity to see uh, those folks come in and kind of you know share their their network and and knowledge. And I think you know to to make a point, I don't necessarily think the Silicon Valley is the most important or best place for women entrepreneur, um, but having Having Silicon Valley is definitely a are, a key turnaround point for many entrepreneurs because of reputation because maybe money, even though so little money goes to women still uh, the resources that are available uh, that are just you know top notch. and you know for me it was to bring those uh, people and have those women to have access to amazing resources. And then finally, they get attention and support that they truly deserve instead of their fighting against the invisible wall that maybe society and people in their town unconsciously thinking she's not a fit, she doesn't look like it, she doesn't talk like it, she doesn't walk like it. And that's a wrong battle that you want to fight for. And sometimes you go in the right place and with somebody else's support, you truly be heard. And you get to work hard in the right things and the right moment with the right people. And so that's what I really wanted to provide at Women's Startup Lab. Um, so that's the result of what we've been seeing so far in the last seven years.
0: That's incredible. I want to go back to you leaving your country at 17, which, you know, my youngest daughter is 22. Like, that's young to just take off on your own to conquer the world. What? What's been kind of your philosophy just around success? Because I'm sure you've had a lot of hard times and a lot of successes, but what's kind of been a personal philosophy just to get you to where you are?
2: Mm, I think when I was 17, (laughs) I just wanted to go different country America for one year. So if somebody told me, "You never come back again, I probably wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> I just thought it's a year. Um, but also I had a unique mother who raised me as a single mom, so whether it's a good advice or not, she was just plainly said, "Do exactly what your American friends does. Don't judge from your Japanese mindset. Just immerse yourself and do everything they do. And then that's where you learn to be with them, you learn to understand how they feel, and then you learn the language versus many other student was asked to go there to learn English versus my mom was always about, go there, throw yourself into it, learn from experience. And I think that um, helped me a lot in many places in my life.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. Well, let's dive into WISE 24. I know it um, brings together tech communities from around the world, really, and it showcases top women led startups. And it's like a 24 hour event. And you have global leaders from all over that come in that really just provide this venture ecosystem, if you will, in a global community that advocates for women. So t- talk to us a little bit about WISE24.
2: Yeah, it's a crazy idea, but it really trying to solve the problem that we were facing. After seven years working, wi- working on Women's Startup Lab, seeing amazing women entrepreneurs, and they're not getting funding. I knew women do not lack in their talent. They do not lack improving themselves and they even continue to take a first place in the pitch event, after pitch event, they don't get funding. And the second, third and fourth startup that often led by mail, they ended up getting funding. And I know nobody's trying to be discriminatory, but as a result, that's keep happening. So after watching so many of our entrepreneur taking a first place, yet they don't get funding, I knew with all those uh, studies as well, that system is broken, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like you continue to invest the money and creating an awesome, powerful engine of your car. And you got this beautiful, powerful car, but nobody worked on the road for that car to run. And that's exactly what's happening with women entrepreneurs. And so, yes, it's, it's also, I'm not invalidating any other, other women's group, but we can continue to work on women, but it shouldn't be only way. Because what I have witnessed the last seven years is the system is not uh, allowing women to continue to, to go on. Yes, there's other successful women, but the number isn't good enough. And so I wanted to venture out and create a bigger opportunity or wider opportunity for women entrepreneurs to thrive. So wides 24 was opportunity for us to create a global platform and imagine women entrepreneurs have opportunity to rise and being recognized and has opportunity from the global investor who's passionate about investing in women because by data, all the study said women are great investment material, yet money is not moving. And instead of wasting our time waiting for culture and ecosystem to change, let us, let women to go out there be seen from around the world. So not only women entrepreneurs have access to potential new fund, different parts of the world think that your startup is a right fit for their country or their problem in their town. Um, Let world to see that startup's idea is a great business to bring into their country. So not just about investment, but there is a business opportunity to find a new client and a corporate venture and others that who wants to become a strategic partner. And that's what I'm aiming to bring women entrepreneurs, not only for the educational purpose, but those who gets to pitch being seen by the people who are here to embrace what women can do right now And everywhere, so that's our purpose.
0: So it's a live online broadcast, and you have top female entrepreneurs. How, and I think it's pitched from ten different cities, maybe something like that. How do you select the the entrepreneurs that present?
2: Yeah. So now, many many uh, countries raising hand. I think we're up to thirteen countries, thirteen cities participating participating, 13 cities are participating uh, for WISE24. And they have been selected by local chapter leader who are leader in their community, whether organization or individual, uh, seeking top female entrepreneurs that are early stage, uh, tech company, and have some traction or unique idea that global investor would be interested And so they've been selected. And we also go through a number of screening and training. Um, To be honest, right? We are not an event company. We're not doing this because we wanna do an event and make money. We're doing it because we wanna help entrepreneur. And so uh, it is a global event, but it's run by accelerator like us. So we have a selected entrepreneur and not one, not six, a female entrepreneur, we're going to have over 50 female entrepreneurs we will be pitching on that day. From the morning, the event starts 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it goes from country to country to country or city to city to city all the way to Asia and ends at 10 p.m. Pacific Time. So not quite exactly 24 hours, but it's a very long time. So if you want to invest in women,
0: you, you have it right there yeah, and talk about the AI kind of driven media tools that you're using because I think that's another just component that you don't see either yes
2: yeah, so we designed this um, event really looking at the, solving the uh, several problem one is the investor is expressing I don't see enough women entrepreneur I don't see enough quality entrepreneur I hate all those pitch events to go, and I, if I go, have to be really what I want. So tell me uh, what industry they're coming from. Do I have to deal with the Q&A? So we remove all those um, issues that they have. So you talked about AI-driven uh, digital uh, digital platform that we created, partner with other organization. What we have is just imagine entrepreneur pitching virtually on our event, three minutes. And during the three minutes, you have a link to click and you have everything you need. The deck to their PR articles, to product pictures, uh, some of the, their board member or advisor that you can see, oh, there was a big name. Well, here's a team member. You also see that. So in three minutes a pitch, you have all the info in front of you. And click a button, you can make appointment, you can leave your question to be answered. So this AI platform we have is uh, presenting all the info that uh, investor needs. And prior to the event, each startup has opportunity to promote their participation of event and their startup to the right journalist that is covering the topic that they're in. So we're trying to create buzz, around their startup prior to the event and also to have more people coming to Wise24 to get attention for entrepreneur. So that's how it's been set up.
0: That's great. Okay, so where can we go for more information? You can
2: point? go dot com wise24. So spell out women, startup, lab/w i
0: s e Twenty-four. Okay. All right. Very exciting. When will this take place? It will be on June 18th. Okay. Just around the corner, June 18th. One thing that we do is we end the show by asking our, our guests, who are there for? So, you know, the saying goes, tell me who your mentors and the people you have around you, and I'll show you your success. So who are some people that have really influenced you, mentored you, or really been, you know, somebody you would look at saying that they've helped me along my path?
2: There are a number of people, so it's hard to say, but uh, I'm I'm inspired by Pascal Finette. Uh, he's um, a critical, uh, sorry, um, I have been inspired by a number of people, and Pascal Finette from Singular University, a founder of Be radical uh, he always had this wonderful um, energy and drive us to imagine future technology technology in a future world in a way that we couldn't. So he's been always my role model in many ways. Um, and of course, many women's uh, advisors around. But one thing I also share is I call it reverse role model. Um, I don't want to mention this particular name, but one of a really, really big startup founder that is very famous. And he was notorious here in Silicon Valley, was bad boy. <laughs> he did all sorts of things that everybody talked about, how unethical, how wrong, but he have, captures millions and millions of dollars and he's no longer around. But I used to tell women and myself too, That, hey, I know there's a time you've beaten up yourself and thinking you're just not a fit for doing your startup. But before you give up, always remember, if he can be CEO and he's changing the world, why not you? You should be out there. You're a good person. You want to do the right things. And we need more of you out there. And I think that always helped me to remember, hey, he's doing that. We need good people like all of us (laughs) to be out there and uh, you shouldn't give up. And so I call it reverse role model. If he's going to do it, I better be out there and really leading the pack. And so, yes, sometimes you just want to give up. But, uh, you know, remember, you don't have to be perfect and just stay on. So that has always motivated me to stay (laughs) longer.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I think sometimes models, models, a model, right? Whether it's when you want to emulate or not, (laughs) you learn from both experiences. So, well, Ari, thank you so much for being on today. And um, like I said, it's great to connect with you again. And as always, you're always very inspiring. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me today.
1: Hey, all Annie here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leaders Spotlight. Make sure to visit our website, annettklozowski.com forward slash leaders spotlight, where you can find resources mentioned on this show, as well as past episodes. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at leaders spotlight.